0: Welcome to Along the Way with Trudy Kathy White. Trudy is the daughter of Jeanette and Truett Cathy, founder of Chick-fil-A. And like her dad, she is a beloved leader, communicator, and entrepreneur. In this podcast, Trudy will share a heartwarming collection of true stories with lessons she's learned along the way, and remind you that the legacy you'll leave then is the life you're living now. Here now is your host, Trudy Kathy White. Well, hello again, and welcome back to Along the Way with me, Trudy Kathy White. We're in the middle of a conversation begun in our last episode, Anchored Securely, Part One, where we discuss three phases of grief facing loss, processing through pain, finding purpose in grief. And if you've not had an opportunity to listen to Episode One and the discussion around facing loss, I recommend that you pause this recording. And check out that conversation first before we move on to the second phase today, Processing Through Pain. As I've mentioned before, none of us is immune to pain and grief. When we're suffering through the throes of heartbreak, it can be hard to see the comfort of Jesus' promises. We can come to view grief as an obstacle, but I think that's the wrong view. Instead of seeing grief as a problem that must be solved— I prefer to see it as a process that must be worked through. That grief is taking us somewhere. It's leading us to a changed life. If we overlook this fact or willfully choose to ignore it, we can end up stuck. You've seen people who are stuck in their grief, haven't you? It may be years or even decades since they experienced a significant loss, but you can tell the pain is as fresh today as it was then. You can also see that their lives haven't moved beyond what's now a years old tragedy. That's because they've been unable to allow themselves to process through the pain. As we work through our grief, and as I continue to learn new things through the losses I've experienced and continue to experience, I want to share with you four ways people tend to process their pain by repressing it, by putting it in God's hands by finding a purpose in it, and by using it as fuel to help others. Let's quickly look at each of these. Through much trial, error, and experience over the years, I've learned that grief demands openness. Now, that can come in the form of talking to a friend, working with a counselor, or simply being honest about your pain with God. However, and to whomever you choose to open up to, You've got to give a voice to your anguish. There have been times in my life when I've refused to do so, when I've tried to bury the heartache underneath my work, my relationships, and just my general busyness. But every single time I've tried that, it has blown up in my face. When I hold in my pain, I risk becoming an unpredictable ticking time bomb. My mood changes, my attitude gets out of whack, my patience disappears, in fact, my enjoyment of life becomes a memory. The pain that I've tried to bury deep within myself starts seeping through the cracks as the pressure builds. Eventually, that bomb goes off. All that pain and grief and frustration and rage comes out who knows how on who knows who when I'm who knows where. I end up experiencing more pain and causing more pain because I foolishly tried to repress what I was feeling. It just never works. We never quite get over the pain of loss, but it is necessary to process through the pain. Holding on to yesterday's sorrow prevents me from moving forward towards my future. When we choose to wallow in our grief, we set a course of agony that will just keep our feet planted firmly in the past. We're literally trading tomorrow's joy for yesterday's sorrow. That's a bad trade. I know how hard it is. I've been there many times. I've walked with friends who have tried to live in denial, refusing to experience the full weight of their grief. But I've never seen anyone, myself included, make it to the summit by refusing to climb. The first step towards restoration then is to admit that you're broken. How we respond to loss can affect the rest of our lives. God doesn't want us to carry that burden alone. He has given us His Son, His Word, and His Holy Spirit to carry us through even our darkest days. In Matthew eleven twenty-eight, 28, Jesus calls, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Over and over again, Scripture reminds us that we are children of a loving God, and our Heavenly Father wants us to place our grief in His hands. I want to take a moment and read through a few of the Lord's promises. If you're able, take a moment to just close your eyes and let the Word of God comfort your soul right now. Claim these words of truth over your grief. Psalm thirty-four, eighteen. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Hebrews thirteen five. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. Psalm 23, 4 Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. John 14:27 Peace I leave with you my peace I give you I do not give you as the world gives do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid Isaiah 49:13 Shout for joy you heavens rejoice you earth burst into song you mountains for the Lord comforts his people and will have compassion on his afflicted ones 1 Peter 5, 6 and 7 Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 5 Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of All comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. These are only a few of the assurances we have in God's Word that He will be close to those who grieve. He stands ready to wrap His love around our hurting hearts. That image makes me think of my grandchildren. Like most children, they often play rough and bumps and bruises and skinned knees happen when they're together. When the inevitable accident happens, I can predict with certainty what will happen next. No matter which grown-up is present when the injury occurs, even if I, their Mimi, standing right in front of the injured child with my arms wide open, they're going to run right past me and into open arms of their mother... That's where they find their security and their comfort like nowhere else. When life skins my knee or breaks my heart, I have a Heavenly Father standing by, always within reach, just waiting for me to run to Him. Oftentimes, though, God is the last one we run to. Sometimes, we even run away from Him when we're hurting. We blame God for not protecting us from the thing that caused us so much pain. That sends us off in the wrong direction. I pray that you can find a way to trust God with your pain. It is in His presence that I find comfort for my hurting soul and healing for my battered heart. He is my perfect, loving Father. When I fall down, I always want to pop back up looking for where He is. When I'm inclined to run, I want to run towards Him and into His arms. He's the creator of the universe But He's not too distant to feel my pain, dry my tears, or even put my feet back under me. Whatever the source of my sorrow, He holds the key to our comfort and our restoration. Does that make it easy? No. Does that make it hurt less? No. Again, pain is a process. God isn't there to shield us from that process. He's there to guide us through it if we allow As we wrap up this episode, let me ask you, where do you find yourself in this process of grief? Are you stuck in the heartbreak? Have you ever admitted your need for comfort to the Lord? One of the greatest life lessons the Lord has taught me is that He never wastes a hurt or an experience in our lives. We might waste that opportunity. But I promise, if you allow the Lord to work in your heart to bring restoration from the pain, He will bring purpose to your grief. We'll talk more about that in part three of this Anchored Securely discussion. But until then, let's close with one final promise from God's Word. This is from the book of Isaiah, chapter 43, verse 2. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. May the presence of the Holy Spirit be evident in you in whatever He has put your hands to. Until next time. That concludes our time together for today. To find out more about Trudy, visit TrudyCathyWhite.com or follow her on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in. By pondering the lessons in this podcast, you'll move one step closer to having your own meaningful collection of lessons you've learned along the way.